before you can really like say yes to joy, you kind of have to say no to a little bit of what might be in between where you are now and like where you would want to be. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hi, Wine and Shiners. That's kind of what we say on every podcast. We've decided that that's like our coined term now. It's nerdy, but it's fine. We like it anyway. Um, But today we're actually coming to you from the Wonder Jam in Columbus, Ohio. And for those of you that are listening from afar and you guys here right now, we are recording this live today. So um, if I'm addressing like listeners, it's obviously not you guys sitting right here, which would be weird. So we're talking to the people on the interwebs. But yeah, today... um, We have with us some amazing guests to chat with. We have Teresa. She's going to be starting off with a meditation today. Um, We have Taylor Riggs, Simi Bodich, and Katie Dalebout. And we're really going to be focusing on um, how we really let ourselves shine. What do we do in our daily lives that can bring out our highest selves and just our most authentic and best selves? We're really excited to be doing our first event, and we're even more excited that you guys decided to come because we've never done this before. So we hope that you guys have a really good time and that you can leave with some applicable tools to um, put into your life. Yeah. Would you like to start? Sure. Together? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, just go ahead and if you have your legs crossed, uncross them, and then just start to come into your seat. So have your feet flat on the ground, and we're going to start um, with kind of an visualization, empowerment, guided meditation. So close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that. And if not, just kind of have a soft gaze in front of you. You'll start to let my voice come to you. So you can have your palms. If you have your palms down toward your legs, you can have them resting on your legs, your thighs, um, kind of to ground in more. If you feel like you have extra energy today that you kind of want to let go or expend, you can have your palms facing up. So your choice, and you can see what feels better on you today. So I'm going to go through this. There's nothing. You can't do this wrong at all. So don't worry about what other people are doing around you. Just kind of have your own experience. So start to arrive here. It's easy to go about our day without really pausing to be present. So this is probably the first time you've unplugged today. So just start to settle into this moment. Notice the temperature of the air in your skin. Any gentle light that's coming through your eyelids. And any areas of your body that are making contact with the seat or the floor. Then start to notice your breath. Typically, most of us are just breathing pretty shallowly in our chest. So maybe playing with if deepening your breath feels better or if not changing it at all. And then just notice how when you bring your attention to your breath, it just naturally changes in any way, which is fine. Just noticing that, not changing it. And then start to exhale and send your exhale down to your feet. 
So feeling your exhale, kind of maybe imagining it going all the way down through your legs, down into your feet, into the floor. And then send the inhale the opposite direction. So inhaling down through the feet, up through the legs, through the torso, up through the top of the head. And then exhaling all the way down again, from the head all the way down through the feet. And then inhaling from the feet all the way up through the body and up through the top of the head. So inhale and say to yourself, I am on your inhale. And then exhale here, sending the exhale down to your feet. And then inhale, I am. And then exhale here. And then notice where you feel tension in your body. Again, not doing anything to change it, just being okay with it. You don't have to control anything. Control is just an illusion in our minds. So I'll say that again, control is just an illusion. When we have feelings of nervousness or discomfort, just our broad bodies trying to protect us. And so what if you're okay with that feel, any feelings of nervousness or discomfort? Okay with any tension? No need to push those feelings away now or ever. Just feel what you need to feel. Typically, there isn't actually any imminent danger when we're having feelings of tension or nervousness. Like your body is sensing. I promise there's no T-Rex hiding behind the corner. (laughs) And then sticking with your breath, start to visualize a situation where you want to be successful. And then start to draw in as many details as you can about that situation. So what are people around you experiencing? What emotions are they experiencing? What do you see? What do you feel? What do you hear? Picture yourself there being successful, whatever that might mean. And give yourself permission to exceed, succeed. You deserve success. Have fun with it. You deserve the success and so do the people around you. So just imagine everything you can about that situation right now. What are you feeling in your heart? What does success feel like to you? And then for a moment, just bring your attention back to your breath again. And start to lengthen your exhale. So if your inhale, start to count your breath. So if your inhale is three breaths, so maybe it's three, two, one, inhaling. Make the exhale longer. So three, four, five, 
six. And allowing our bodies to have longer exhales, kind of forcing that situation to happen, sends a message to our nervous system to release any doubt we have and just relax. To show up more fully in the present. So do that a couple more times, just at your own pace, lengthening the exhale. And again, you can't do this wrong. And if forcing your breath that way doesn't feel good in your body, don't do it. And then start to arrive back into the room again. So taking in the sounds that you're hearing outside, any sense that you might smell, And then start gently start to open your eyes if they're closed and smile. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I was a little bit nervous to start and now I feel a lot better. Yeah. Wow. That was really, really helpful. Well, guys, we haven't introduced you really yet to our audience, and I'm sure many of them know who you are, but we were hoping, um, would you guys go around and just say who you are and just a little bit about yourselves? Sure. sure. Katie, do you want to start? We'll do yeah. this way. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are the coolest, and this is Aww. a delight. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. You're Thank welcome. you all for coming. This is really fun. My name is Katie, and I host a podcast as well. It's called Let It Out, and I wrote a book by the same name, which is out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a good friend of Simi and Taylor and you guys now <laughs> through them. Yeah. And I love Columbus, so I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're glad you're here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm Simi, and I'm so excited to be here. I am a health coach. I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I love listening to Wine and Shine podcasts. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here today. Thanks. I'm Taylor. Um, I write a blog called Simply Taylor. It's a food and recipe blog. Um, and I just published my first cookbook earlier this year. It's called Real Food, Real Simple. Um, and I had Allie from the Wonder Jam. Um, hey. She photographed the entire thing. So, yeah. And we have some bites out there, too, yes. that Liz's husband made, not us. Yeah, I don't cook <laughs> anything ever. So Zach made them, and they were very good. They're and really they're good, better yeah. than mine, so. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but they are really good. They're really good. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're just kind of curious, what led you to the work that you're doing now? Like what led you to starting this podcast and writing about journaling and getting into health coaching and being a dietitian? Like what process brought you to doing this now? Well, I'll just say, I think I would have maybe, I was thinking about this the other day. I would have maybe wanted to go into podcasting when I was younger because it's it's so much fun. But it didn't exist. So it wasn't um, a thing that I could have wanted to do when I grew up because it didn't really exist. But I think the way that I thought I would do a version of this was I, I studied journalism because mm-hmm. I wanted to do TV news and be a broadcast journalist. And so it's kind of funny that I sort of do that in my Came own very it. specific way mm-hmm. now, um, which is really cool. But I I got into wellnessy things from a very physical standpoint, and I was my podcast was about that to start, and then it just started to broaden and broaden and grow and change as I did, which kind of leads us to 
to where it is now. It's pretty broad. And eventually that led to my book. And yeah. now here I am on the Wine and Shine podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me with health coaching, I used to be a corporate healthcare attorney. And with my own relationship with food and body image, I ended up working with a health coach and loved the experience and was really inspired by the work that she was doing. And she, her name's Amy Marsloff, and she encouraged me actually to pursue health coaching and get certified and just see like what that experience was like. I was never really fulfilled as a corporate attorney. Um, I did it because I thought it was something that I should do and it would, you know, check all the boxes. And I feel like all of us went into school doing that a little bit. I did. You don't know what you want to do. Yeah, you don't know. And you're kind of like, you either take what your parents did or you take what people around you think you should do or like whatever you enjoyed, I guess, and you just kind of go for it and try it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I went, uh, when I became a health coach and coached my first client, I was still working at the law firm, but the experience of coaching was like one of the coolest experiences that I had ever had. And I was like, oh my gosh, work can feel like this. This is crazy. Like this feels so fulfilling. And so that's how I decided I was like, I have to, like, I have to do this. This is what I need to be doing. So then I transitioned into that. Yeah. I'm geeking out because I just registered for your program, the IAN program. Oh, yeah. So hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, I hope I feel like that too. <laughs> I hope I get that feeling. Of like, I think you'll learn a lot. Worst case scenario, exactly. you'll learn a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'll so, learn all the health stuff. The it'll be, it'll be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I um, feel a little bit different because I actually did go into school for what I did. <laughs> <laughs> the smart one. Which I feel very lucky for because yeah. um, I know that doesn't happen very often. Um, but yeah, I, was, I went to school for nutrition. Um, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 10. Um, so nutrition was always kind of part of my life, just not really, not really by choice, but just because yeah. it had to be. Um, so I thought originally that I kind of wanted to work with type one kids and, you know, do that as a dietitian. Um, but actually kind of through that change shifted a little bit. Um, and definitely I'm more interested in just wellness and kind of being on the preventive side, obviously food cooking, um, you know, kind of eating healthy. Um, so I actually work as a health coach as well. Um, I'm in a more corporate setting. Um, so the blog and book and everything is, you know, kind of on the, on the side as well. Um, but yeah, I love, I mean, I love, you know, what I do in my real job too. (laughs) Um, Just kind of doing nutrition counseling and things like that. So that's kind of how I got here. Awesome. And that's how we're all here together. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, they've all been podcast yes. guests. So mm-hmm. listen at various points in our podcast and you will yeah. hear all of them. Way more in detail. Right. We ask lots of questions about their stories yeah. in depth. But so yeah. the theme for today is Find Your Shine, which is all about finding your inner rock star and what truly brings you joy inside. So what are what's the one thing for you guys that truly lights you up? If you have to pick one. And only one. Um, I'll start. <laughs> I feel like the one thing that really <clears throat> coffee. No, for no. <laughs> <No>, real. <laughs> My mom's sitting in here, and I bet she was like nodding because <gasps> coffee is like her thing. Like even at the end of the night, she'd be like, "I just have to have my coffee." I love like, it. Even before bed, <laughs> I love it. Well, I I do feel like my thing though is just getting to connect with someone else, like another person. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like someone I love, or someone in my family, or a friend, or a client, or whatever it is, I just feel like the most me version of myself when I'm like really connecting with another person, preferably over coffee, but like I can <laughs> combine both passions. I can connect in other situations as well. <laughs> 
going off of what Simi said, mine is similar. I think it's when I'm, I feel my best self and I feel most present when I'm having a good conversation with someone. And I think that's why I love my podcast. And it doesn't have to be on, it doesn't have to be recorded, but that's one way that I know it's one time a week or however many I record in a week Mm -hmm. that I know I have to be there and be fully present and there with a person because if I'm not, it sounds funny because I'm not paying attention. And I get that from the podcast, but I get it from my friends and having a conversation with anyone when I'm actually there and present and not looking at my phone and not worried about what I'm doing Mm -hmm. later and I'm there with someone, I think that's when I'm at my best. And that definitely makes me feel like I'm Lighting up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Shining. I've noticed that shining. If light it up with Katie Dalebout. That doesn't work. Light it up with Katie Dalebout. Light it up with Katie Dalebout. Light it up. I noticed that when I'm really in my head, a lot of times I'll catch myself and I realize um, it's because I've been by myself for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So like I, like transitions can be really hard for me. So I'm a teacher and so all day I'm with kids, I'm with like teachers, I'm with people and then summer hits and all of a sudden I'm by myself. Like, even if I'm at the pool or whatever, and I notice, like, what lights me up is the same thing. Like, I have to be by people. Mm-hmm. I have to be talking to people. That's just the personality that I have. And so that sort of connection is the same thing. Like, and I think it relates, a lot of people relate to that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a balance. You're probably pretty extroverted yes. because I think some people get their energy from being alone and some people yeah. get their energy from being around people and some people are in the middle and I can relate to that, to being too much alone and then also being too much around people. We have to kind of it's figure hard. out words for us. Yeah. yeah, it's hard because then at the same point, because I give so much energy when I'm with everybody that I come home and I just completely shut down sometimes. So it's like I need to have, I need to recharge more now than I ever have. Yeah. But you're right, it's such a balance. And I'm, some people, like you said, like Cody, for example, could be by himself all the time every day. Like, mm-hmm. and that's how he yeah. gets his energy. But yeah, for me, it's totally around other people. What about you, Taylor? Um, I would say, are we going back to the original yeah. question? Yeah. <laughs> I was about to die, get off of it. I'm sorry. No, I just want to make sure I'm on the, on the same question. Um, I would say for me, it's, um, this sounds like a simple answer, but just nutrition. I feel mm-hmm. like really lucky that my passion and my full-time job and the work that I do are both the same thing, um, which I know is not always the case. So um, yeah, I love I love food. I love making recipes. I love like getting together with people over food. You know, all of that. And um, are you an Italian? Not at all. Not at all. Actually, yeah. Getting together and food. You could say an Italian like family. Like I kind of grew up that way. Like we're always, you know, like my grandma was a great cook. My on my mom's side of the family, you know, everyone cooks, and it's just kind of what we do. We get together. I'm sure, like many people here, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, has just played a big role and has always have always been around that. So, yeah, just trying to like make healthier versions of things and kind of share that with people, showing people that you know, healthy eating doesn't have to be difficult, doesn't have to be intimidating, overwhelming. Um, So yeah, I love seeing, I think that's what lights me up is especially like with the cookbook coming out, seeing people make those recipes and being like, wow, I took this to like a party or my family gathering or something and people liked it, you know, so So seeing people, you know, other people make those and enjoy them. I think that like every time it's still like, it just never gets old. Your recipes are amazing. (laughs) I also think Liz is like your Instagram's like spokesperson. Every time she posts a story, it's like, I made this. I made this. 
It's so good. And I will never get sick of it, so please keep <laughs> posting it. I need to be more creative with my cooking. Maybe you can help me with that. I don't know why. I just feel like when I try to cook something, I, it never turns out well, and I get really frustrated. So I need some tips. We can we can talk about okay. that. Okay. We do have a pretty new kitchen that has lots oh. of natural light and subway tile and granite yeah. for really pretty pictures. Oh, so. my gosh. The, the prettiest We can kitchen. work on your, on your food presentation okay. skills. And I'm going to take the class at the Wonder Jam, and yes. I'm going to learn how to take photos of yes. the food and it'll be and I'll eat it it's fine <laughs> so when we recorded all three of you you each touched on the importance of like really discovering yourself and like loving yourself and I know like Katie you did that a lot through journaling and um Simi you just talked about like ver- like various ways you get in tune with yourself and what are some of the things that you guys do on a daily basis like maybe it's cooking I don't know that helps you really listen to your inner voice and Shut off the monkey mind, as I hear it called so often. I will say I'm not very good at that. Uh, <laughs> I've been, it's something that I feel like that's one piece in my life that I want to really do better at and, and be better <laughs> with. And I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to be, to do like more meditation. So I like love what we just did with Teresa because. Come over to my house yeah. every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if I could have Teresa follow me around, that would be awesome. Um, I've been trying to use like meditation apps and like take time in the morning and the evening to do that um, because I know just being like go 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 it's very important to have that and I'm not always the best so it's something for me that's a work in progress but I can honestly like tell a difference when I do it now Um, I can tell a difference like in my blood sugar levels throughout the day like in my just you know starting the day having a more calm (laughs) you know mind and not getting I mean I'm a kind of person in the morning who I I cannot wake up and just like go. You know, I get up like yeah. two hours before I have to leave. I had to like ease into the day. Yeah. So I would yeah. say that kind of helps me just the morning routine. And then even adding that a little bit kind of to my morning routine lately has helped me kind yeah. of be slow down a little yeah. bit and kind of, yeah, zen out. So that's been helpful. I'm not good at it yet, but I'm trying. To, so I'm trying. You're, good at, you're good at other things. <laughs> journey. Yeah. I like when Teresa said that you can't do it wrong because yeah. I always feel like oh, I'm doing yeah. it wrong. So. That really helps calm the nerves when it's just like your mind starts going. It's like, but it's okay if your mind is going. Because it's a mind. Yeah. And it's okay if it's still. Like, whatever is happening is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, I think for me, like, scheduling less things. So Mm -hmm. just sort of, like, slowing down my life in general has been really helpful. And I used to really, like, overbook and overschedule myself. And I have made a conscious effort over the last couple years to pull back on that. And to know that like downtime and doing nothing or just having free time to do whatever feels right in that moment, like counts Mm -hmm. as time that deserves to be protected, like on my calendar and in my schedule. And that's been really helpful for me. And I can feel the difference in days where I don't honor that. And when I don't protect that, Mm -hmm, and I don't like the way that it makes me feel. And last night, Katie and I were actually talking about this a lot, like something I'm trying to get better at is doing only one thing at a time. So like if I'm having a conversation with someone, like not, you know, not having my phone out or not looking at my phone or, you know, when I'm with someone or if I'm if I'm taking a walk, if I'm reading, whatever I'm doing, just to try to do only that. And that really helps me as well. Um, so less multitasking. But I will say when I was at the law firm, um, a partner who I worked with a lot told me that I was a terrible multitasker. And at the time I was like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm great at multitasking. But now I'm like, no, he's right. Like I'm a really terrible multitasker. So I just need to like stop trying to do it. Yeah. I do much better when I stick to, 
to one thing at a time. Um, but right. it's just being intentional about that. It's, why does it feel good sometimes to be like, oh, I'm doing all these things and I'm so busy yeah. and I have all this stuff. But mm-hmm. in the end, it, like when you take one thing at a time and you realize, like you said, you feel so much better, mm-hmm. when you actually feel the difference, that's when it clicks. Totally. Like, and this is okay to not have 18 things I'm doing. Totally. I feel like my struggle. Busyness makes me feel important. Like, mm-hmm. I must be important because I'm doing all this stuff, but yeah. I'm doing it all terribly, so. Isn't there like a, uh, there's like a quote out there floating around on Instagram or something <laughs> that's like, we need to stop glamorizing busy. Yeah. And, like, making that seem like it's the right thing to do. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, I needed to hear that because I think I overbook myself a lot. But to go back to the original question, I think I'm not great at that at all. I think that's why I wrote the book about journaling and why I meditate and why I do all the things because I need it so much. Um, And it's it's like a day, like some days are really, I feel okay about myself and some days I don't. I think that I usually call you (laughs) and I think that's like a really good thing of like having a really good person in your life that you can call and share like this is how I'm feeling and I just I don't want to have to filter this I want to be able to just Mm -hmm. put this out there and be heard and having a safe person in your life that you can do that with and feel comfortable doing that with is the greatest gift ever and um thanks (laughs) you're that for me too yeah so one thing I've been kind of thinking a lot and focusing on lately is burnout which has been interesting me um how people can kind of just drive themselves into kind of a dark place Mm -hmm. so for any of our listeners out there that may be struggling with burnout um what's one thing that you would suggest like one step they could take to start positioning themselves to maybe feel joy again if they're feeling burnout or just exhausted from life and everyday stresses (laughs) sorry guys i feel like a lot of people are dealing with burnout too so it's like what do we you know like what do we do i mean i think if you're dealing with burnout, it probably means that you need to say no to some things. Mm -hmm. So I would say that before you can really like say yes to joy, you kind of have to say no to a little bit of Mm -hmm. what might be in between you and where you are now and like where you would want to be. So clearing the clutter a little bit and being honest with yourself about all of your obligations and everything that you are currently saying yes to and currently committing yourself to. And I mean, I think it, it would be helpful to like put pen to paper and make a list of all of those things and then also be really honest with yourself about the things that you either want to say no to or need to say no to and start to clear a little bit of that out of the way so you can make some space um, mm-hmm. to be able to just have the space and time to think about like what would bring you joy. Because I know for me, there was definitely a time in my own life where I was struggling with some serious anxiety. I was really unhappy in my career. I was really unhappy in my body. And like, of course I wanted to feel joy and I wanted to feel joyful, but I was so like in the midst of it that I didn't even know like what that would look like or what that could look like or like what even did make me happy or what I, what did I even enjoy? I have, I had no idea at the moment. And so thinking about like living a really joyful life was too much of a leap for me at that time, but I could start to say no to some of the things that were really making me unhappy so that I could just have a little bit more quiet time to think about like what joy actually could look like for me. So I'd say if you're in that place of burnout, probably clearing a little bit of clutter 
by saying no to things, even though I know that's really, really, really hard and easier said than done, but it is important so that you can create a little bit of space to reflect on what what might make you happy and then start to experiment with the things that come to mind. So good. I just want to touch on what you said really quick and not to change the question, like, cause I know I keep doing that, but I love that you said when you were in that space, it was so hard to just jump to joy. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly one of my biggest struggles is when I'm feeling, cause I feel like I'm either right here or I'm like here. It's like the best or it's the worst. Mm -hmm. And when I'm the worst, it's like, well, why can't I be the best? And it's like, well, maybe you can't jump from where you are right now to being the best. And that's okay. Like, take what is not working and cut that away first and then mm-hmm. take small steps to like get better and, totally. and make you feel better. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that big leap is is way too much in what you were yeah. saying. It's, it really comes down to self-awareness. It's getting to know yourself better. And when you're in that clouded place, that's why journaling is such a good tool, I think. It, and you mentioned it, like actually sitting down with pen to paper can kind of skim the pond scum off the mm-hmm. top of the pond. It's something I say in the book be, and get to the clear thought forms or the clear water underneath it, which is creative ideas and how I can maybe, you know, write down like yesterday was horrible, but today is better. Not yeah. necessarily I'm going to take over the world tomorrow, but just taking those smaller steps, you can even kind of see what works for you because your brain will kind of act up. This happens to me all the time and be like, well, I'm, I'm terrible. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. move forward in this. And so you'll just stop and you'll just stay because it seems too lofty of a goal. But if you can kind of have some self-awareness and be like, okay, this is where I am now, if I'm being honest, but here's one thing I can do to mm-hmm. feel better tomorrow and just start with where you are. I think that will at least give you some momentum that can hopefully take you to where you want to be. I would agree with both, too, and especially with what Simi said with just saying no to things, which yeah. is hard to That's do. It's really hard. But also saying, like, yes to things that you do enjoy and making time for that, because I think when you're talking about burnout, obviously, like, it's probably things that you're, that you maybe enjoy less of. Is yeah. That's why you're feeling burnout and you're not making the time for, like, doing a workout or like taking a bath or reading a book or, you know, whatever it is. So I think that those are obviously usually like the first things to go. Um, so I think like, yeah, saying no to what you can and, and then making, still making sure that you have that time to like have to yourself and do the things that you actually enjoy too. Yeah. So often, you're right, they're the first things to go, but they're the things that make us feel so much better. Mm -hmm. Like, why? I don't know why that happens. Does it happen to you guys still, where it's like you get in these cycles and you're like running around, running around, and then you realize you haven't done one thing for yourself Mm -hmm. in the past couple of days? Mm -hmm. Like, lately, I've been doing these magnesium baths. You love like, them. That's been my thing. Your dog doesn't like them. No, I never posted that. He oh. freaks out. He like sees really the upset. water and gets really upset that I'm in there. I don't know why. Um, I probably shouldn't have my dog in the bathroom with me. <laughs> like that's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, what are your guys' favorite little self care practices that you do? Something easy that we can all go home and apply this week if we want to. I think mine lately has been, especially with the weather being nicer, just going, I take my dog for like really long walks. Your dog's I so listen. cute. <laughs> it's a little you. old pup. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, I just will go for like really long walks with him. I'll listen to podcasts or music or whatever it is. But I think that just like, it's time for myself, like some me yeah. time, especially I'll do it like after work and just so you are good at the meditation thing. That's a form <laughs> it's of just meditation. a moving meditation. True. True. Yeah. 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 That's kind of. 
that, that, that is my meditation. Yeah. 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 So I like doing that. It seems like, you know, it seems, I don't know, not like maybe not a lot, but it is really helpful. Mm-hmm. I think just like after a long day and then, you know, kind of before doing whatever else in the evening, just kind of taking that time and mm-hmm. he likes it too. So it's Bonding good for time. <laughs> Yeah. So. Um, I would say also like with the weather, it's so nice to take walks yes. and that feels like such a relaxing way to get fresh air. Um, I also love to take bar classes. I take and teach at Studio B Wellness in Sherman Village. We I, are coming. We're going. Okay. We're going. I can't wait. Like I'm going to be really awkward, but I'm going. I can't wait. We don't know why people have been scheduling on Monday nights, but every time Everyone somebody schedules on a Monday night, we're like, that's our semi-bar class day. Like, that's what we've been talking Like, Monday night at 6, right? Yep, yeah. Totally. We just talked about this um, with some people here that take bar with you. I love mm-hmm. it. Yes. Um, I just, it's like such a great place like it feels good to move my body and I love the workout but I just like love the community Mm -hmm. there and obviously like I shared before like connecting with people really brings me a a lot of joy and makes me feel really fulfilled so that's like fun and lately I've been reading a lot more and so as I try not to as like mindlessly check social media which I'm not great at I still totally do it but I'm trying to keep like a book (laughs) nearby so that when I like want to reach for something I'm like oh just like reach for that book Mm -hmm. open that book read that book and that has been so wonderful and so relaxing. I second the walk and the bar (laughs) class, but I'll try to say something um, fresh. I think as much as we have all these practices and like you were saying that sometimes they're the first thing to go, Mm -hmm. the things that make us feel great, like meditating and doing all of these things. I have been in burnout and I get overwhelmed all the time. And sometimes it is actually all good things. And that's what makes it so complicated is it's like, there's, they're all good, but there's just too many of them, which sounds mm-hmm. like a good problem to have, but actually can lead to making me feel kind of crazy. Totally. <laughs> and yeah. I think just slowing down and creating some white space helps. But when you can't do that, also just being like, this is the phase of my life that I'm in right now. And that's okay. And my therapist told me this week, she was like, you have a lot on your plate. Like I'm moving, I'm just kind of busy and all of these things. And she was like, it's okay if you're just sustaining right now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily be growing. You can just be sustaining. So just maybe I'm not, maybe I miss a meditation or two. Maybe I don't go on the walk. Maybe I sign up for the bar class and I can't go. And that's a bummer. But I think the best self-care practice we can do over any of these is just not beating ourselves up when we don't do the self-care practice. You know? There was like a collective mm-hmm, like across the, across the couch. Yeah. Like a big permission slip to not be mean to yourself. Basically. Yeah, that's come up already so many times throughout. Like, it's okay if you have the thoughts. It's okay if you don't have the thoughts. Yes, it's okay yeah. if you take three baths and read eight books and it's okay if you don't. Like, yeah. Because when you... When you get upset at yourself for whatever it is, for having the thoughts or not being as productive as you thought, think you should be, that's when shame comes in. Mm. And, and no one wants to be motivated by shame. That's not a good place to be in. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think a lot of times, I don't know if you guys struggle with this, but I struggle a little bit with like comparing myself to other people. So, And I think Instagram is a big problem with that sometimes. Well, yeah, because everyone's putting up like... Like I took a, I never take stories ever because I'm really awkward at it. <laughs> and I always try and make her. Like, always trying to make take a story. stories, and I hate it. But I did one like a few weeks ago, and it took me like 20 minutes to get it 
to figure it out and get it looking okay. But like that was me crafting. That's not authentic, Liz. That's Liz staging twenty totally. minutes of like trying to not look. Oh, my arm looks weird here. I'm gonna redo this one. Like, I said this weird. I'm gonna retry. That. Right. And, and then you then you message me like your story is so great. And I was like, it took forever. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that so. should be the next story of like yeah. that story took forever. And that's yeah. not real. Yeah. yeah, like I totally staged that. But I, I don't know. I just feel like right now, like this, our society really tries to make us feel bad about ourselves. Like you need to do this with your hair. You need to look like this. And that person's doing that. So you should do it too. Do you have any, um, I don't know, like tips or tools that help you kind of filter that from your life? Or do you guys even struggle with that? Like I do sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I feel like comparison is probably something that like everyone experiences and I'll notice in different seasons of my life I'll experience it like more in like one area of my life than Mm -hmm. others but whenever I feel it I usually like one phone a friend like I'll call (laughs) Katie and be like oh my gosh this is like what is going down right now and I'll just be honest about the fact that like it's not something that I want to value it's not the way that I want to feel like I was literally just telling her a story last night about something that got under my skin and I was saying then it got under my skin then it got under my skin and yeah. like I didn't want to care about it but I did and so I think just being honest about how you're feeling like just giving a name to that feeling is so powerful um and then once I can kind of talk through it I can let it go a little bit and then just come back to myself and say like what do I need? What is true for me in this situation? And have a conversation that really brings it back to me and like where I'm at so that I can refocus on my purpose and and my vision or my truth or my reality like in that moment. But I think before doing that, I have to just like give a name to what I'm feeling mm-hmm. and like talk through it. Acknowledge that you are having a feeling and totally. where is it coming from? Totally. And yeah. like going back to what Katie said about like self-forgiveness, like not... Like, we don't have to beat ourselves up if we find ourselves, like, comparing ourselves to someone else. It's really normal. Yeah. And probably every single person experiences that. Oh, yeah. I I think being able to laugh at it, too, is really important because, you know, we, she told me that yesterday, and then today we were on a walk, and I told her that I was feeling bad about feeling bad about something else. (laughs) Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like... The fact that we can, that I, that she told me that, that she was feeling that way, not to make this a PSA for friendship, but like, <laughs> it really is true. Like when she's vulnerable with me, yeah. I'm able to be like, oh, well, I can tell her that I was feeling bad about feeling bad mm-hmm. this other time. And then that opens up the the door to have like this really open, honest relationship and that I can process that with someone else so it's not just swirling around in my head and we can laugh about it. Mm-hmm. I think we like make this stuff so heavy and so intense sometimes yeah. and it's like And that makes it worse. It like gets stuck in your body and it's yeah. like get out of there. <laughs> like this mm-hmm. isn't a big deal. Exactly, exactly. So I think just like talking about it like we're doing right now and then getting specific about it with friends and people you feel safe with is key and crucial and why I feel okay as a person in the Mm -hmm. world because it happens all the time and I think just saying that is maybe helpful like I compare myself and I feel bad about myself and I feel like I don't look right and I don't have you know the right I'm not being creative enough or I'm not being productive enough or I'm not whatever enough all the time Mm -hmm. but I think just like talking about that and saying that hopefully can make people feel less alone that's like literally why I do my podcast you know I think humanizing, realizing that everyone has 
no one is exempt from these feelings. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everyone feels that way. And we put people on pedestals and think, well, no one else struggles with this. But I just try to look at people. Maybe it's bad. I do kind of like reverse comparison in like a different way where I'll try to look at someone and be like, that I think looks great and be like, I don't mean to take them down a notch, but I'm like, they deal with the same stuff I do. Yeah. Like I try to catch myself when I do it and, you know, go back to the, our feelings are all the same. Yeah. And like Katie, we were talking about this like a second ago, like yeah. making people seem special. Yeah. Like, no, everybody has things like, yeah. and everybody has things that they're really great at that you might not be really great at, but then they also have things that they're struggling with. Like, and we don't all advertise it all the time, yeah, right. but like really and truthfully, we're all just trying to do our best on this planet, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I was talking about this one night at Simi and Tim's house, and this is a quote from Tim, Simi's husband, (laughs) who's here somewhere, and he said to me, everybody puts on their pants one leg at a time. (laughs) That's true. I actually sometimes try to do it. It stuck with me and was very helpful. He missed his shout-out. I'm trying to imagine putting on my pants two two legs at a time now. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there, like, trying to I think it's important too to just like remember especially with social media like everyone is like that's kind of what it is right yeah. like everyone's putting out like you know their best self or what they think is like their you know the best side of themselves and sometimes that's the fun part like I know I do that with food you know does the food I post and my meals look like that every single day like no, hell no. You know, they're like very like curated pictures, but that's like the part, most beautiful pictures, like, by the way. They are. They really you have not Our Allie's pictures. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think like remembering that too, it's like Instagram is like, you know, there's, it's, there's creativity and it's fun and you want to put beautiful things out there. And I think it's important to just like remember that too. And I think that's why Instagram stories are so fun because you can see yeah. like behind the scenes, like I think, I posted on my story the other night, like a disgusting looking avocado pudding. Like that was, you know, like that you would, yeah, that like wouldn't, yeah, that somebody messaged me about. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, But yeah, so I like that part. So you can have both, you know, you can have the part where you like curate the really fun, beautiful things. And then the other side where you see kind of like the real life stuff. So I think that, and I, I have to remember that myself too. It's like people are putting out there like, you know, these professionally taken photos and like, you know, blah, blah, which are great and it's fun. But you have to remember, it's like, that's not what like every day looks, you know, yeah, looks like. Right. At, it's not at, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Up. So yeah. I think remembering just sometimes having to remind yourself that like, that's like, that's kind of what social media is. And then also like, don't follow people who <laughs> yeah, put those things in that. your mind, which is yeah. kind of easier said than done. But like, surround yourself with like I love following like Simi and Katie and like watching their stories and like everything because there's like I know that's their you know I know that's their real life and I know that like you know seeing that side is is so fun but then there's Mm -hmm. other people that you know that you get those feelings from and it's Mm -hmm. like don't do it to yourself you know it's 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 easier again easier said than done because sometimes it's like fun to look at those things and it's like it's like one of those guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. but if it like really, you know, triggers that for you, then like there's an unfollow. If it's making you feel too. bad, you can get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes day. we forget that we have that control to like yeah. not look at it, you know, mm-hmm. not, you know, follow or look at it, yeah. um, which again is not always easy, but yeah. kind of just 
remembering that's sometimes I need a social media break but I also really like social media I really I think I sent you an article yesterday I don't know if you read it I oh it gosh no, it's, no it's the minimalist you know I love the oh yeah of course um about like not a social media like get off the grid entirely but just like bringing minimalism to social media which mm-hmm. I think I need to do because I get really like when my phone starts blowing up it gives me anxiety and I feel like I need to <laughs> and I'm usually the one like texting no you're you. not you're, you're so like fun. let's do this let's, let's blah, 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 blah. I told you that. I was like, you know, we're just going to chill She made bit. a Google Doc for me. Um, yes. And it's like, if you have ideas, put it here. <laughs> and then, and then I'll check it after. And like, she also... She also told me... We, have this, we use this thing called Slack. Um, and she's like, I will check Slack before 8 a.m. and after well, 7 p.m. And like, she gave me guidelines. So. It's but hard. That's what they're talking about. Like, what they about your life if they're stressed. The problem is my job in particular, so I, I do client management. I, I work with people all day like that are paying me to do things. And they're always like, I need this, I need this. I, I mean, not all the time, but I get it pretty regularly like from nine to five. So then when I get more, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's too much. So yeah. that's fine. That's good. You're just so excited. I love it. Just get real. <laughs> um, so one question that I love asking literally everybody, and by the way, I feel like we're kind of at the Good Fest. I know you didn't go to the I Good know. Fest. You were there basically, part. like, there was a couch. If she had been there, it would have been the Great Fest. It would have been you're so sweet. <laughs> so funny. But no, for real. Like, the couch and this. The setup looks very good. The cool. setup. But one of the questions they ask, and it's my favorite question, is like, I was going to steal it from you and ask, but you can ask. Oh, I'm sorry. You yeah, do it. It's true. Ask it in unison. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? I do. What are your morning, morning and bedtime night. routines? Okay, I was going to say nighttime well, routines. But yeah, you got it. Yeah, what do you do in the morning that really sets you up for your day? And what do you do before bed? I don't know why. I just love to hear people's routines. So I, like I mentioned, get up very early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get up probably, I don't even know that it's, I guess it's a kind of a routine, but I get up probably like every day for work, like at least two hours before I have to What time do you have to be leave. at work? I have to be there at eight. Oh, uh, no, so I'm usually up at... What time do you go to bed? <laughs> I usually... Oh, oh, I go to bed very early. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm in this rut where, like, I, I'm you. Like, I have my best days when I can just work on and... Yeah. But I can't wake up early. Yeah. So, because I stay up until midnight. So, it's... Oh. it's uh, I gotta See, read. I just can't stay up till midnight. I physically can't. Like, I'll fall asleep first. So, um, but yeah, so I like to get up. I like to have, like, plenty of time in the morning. I get up, I kind of get ready. I'll listen to podcasts. I'll um, like make a breakfast and I'll sit down and eat it and like just ease into the day. It sounds so nice just listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's, yeah, I mean, sometimes I want to hit the snooze button too, but I just, I know I'll feel so rushed if I don't have that like kind of ease in the morning and then it just throws off the rest of my day. So that's kind of what I do in the morning. I don't I need a better bedtime routine. I don't know that I necessarily um, have a good one, but I've been trying to to meditate before I go to bed. I usually end up just falling asleep. Uh, <laughs> so that I don't means know you are calm, right? So that's okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been trying to have more of a, a nighttime routine, but usually I'm in bed by 10 o'clock, if not earlier. <laughs> Actually, so. same. I fall asleep on the couch if it's before that. Yeah. Like, yeah. or after that. I'm just done. Yeah, I, I strive to get there before then most nights, yeah. but 10 is, like, probably the latest, so. <laughs> Morning time, my routine's pretty simple. Um, I just wake up, drink coffee, hang out with my family, <laughs> and 
like we'll depending on how much time we have like if there's time to take a walk we'll take a walk if there's just time to like sit on the couch we'll sit on the couch mm-hmm. and hang out while we drink our coffee and I have a devotional that I read every morning I do that every morning and then nighttime um, we put Osh down uh, that's my baby he's adorable whoever's listening if you hear a baby in the background <laughs> my kid in the background um and we put him down between like 7 and 7.30 and then Tim and I get a little bit of time um, for ourselves and Tim just built a climbing wall in our garage. So I was going to ask you yeah. about that because yeah. I saw you posted something no about deal. like you're actually <laughs> doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so like we've been going out <laughs> into the garage and just like climbing for half an hour like once Osha's down and like we just have the monitor with us um, and then go inside. I wash my face and we get in bed. Sometimes we watch The Daily Show. Sometimes we just talk. Yeah. So. Sounds so relaxing. Yeah. It does. <laughs> I used to, I've always asked that question on my podcast too, because it fascinates me. And I used to be super intense about routines and I was constantly like taking in things I should be, do, should be mm-hmm. doing in my morning routine from other people. And I was like, it could be 2 p.m. by the time I finish all yeah. of these things. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got to yeah. get the water with lemon and yeah. the thing. And the, <laughs> so like, true. Oh, I got to work out and the mm-hmm. yoga and meditate. Oh, my God. And so now I'm just, I'm really nice to myself on what I do get in. And, and every day is super different for me, depending on what time. I've kind of let go all routine right now, just it's the phase of my life that I'm in and some days I go to bed really really late because I'm having a lot of fun and that's okay and I'll sleep in as much as I can and I love the morning so I like to wake up early because I like to have a long Mm -hmm. slow morning like you were saying if I can before work do as many things as possible I enjoy that but the kind of non-negotiable things I scrape my tongue every morning I can't (laughs) not do that I've heard a lot of good things about about scraping tongue it's a it's a big one for me but I do that and I drink a bunch of water first thing in the morning and I do tea and meditation so I'll do 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes in the evening um and if I miss one it's not the end of the world but most normal days I unless I'm like traveling or something I get that in that's like a non-negotiable thing and then that's that's pretty much it in the evening I'll I'll do that and then do something fun Mm -hmm. like non-work related I try to like be really productive during the day and at the end, after I, like, finish my podcast and I'll, like, meditate to kind of, like, end that part of my day and then go into hanging out with people and just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you both kind of said this before, too. It's, like, seasons. Somebody says seasons all the time. Yeah. Simi, it might be you. I don't know. Like, I love like, a good season. Yeah, like you'll be like, 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 these are the seasons, like in this season of my life, you know? It's like, it doesn't have to be the same all the yeah. time. Like, maybe you are meditating 20 minutes every my day. My winter but, and summer look very different. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seasons of life, totally. actually. In season. summertime, I'm going to bed when the sun's out. Yeah. 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 Dark I'm like a bear. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. wintertime, I don't leave. Right. right. One of my coworkers and me always talk about it in... Like, the winter when it's dark, it could be 4 o'clock, but if it's dark, it's like, oh, no, I got to go home. Like, I got to be in bed. It's time. It's dark. I cannot be outside anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, summertime comes, and if the light's out, it's like, I'm ready to go. I guess, like, if you had to give our audience one tip to take home today. So, out of all of these things that we're saying, if there's one thing that you recommend them to try to just add a little light or shine to their life, what would be that one thing out of all of the things that you do? I'll start. I would say put something on its head, like really switch things up because I think we can get 
so militant. I'll speak for myself. I can get mm-hmm. so militant about routines and things that I need to do. But if you have a baby or you move or you start something new, like things are going to have to change in your life. You start a new job or a new relationship or whatever, you're going to have to be able to be okay with things. So maybe actually put yourself in that situation. That could be their homework. Like do something different in the morning, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's take a different way to work or I don't know, but do something that's outside of your comfort zone. Cause I think that can really help you to grow Mm -hmm. and learn something about yourself. Maybe it's just interesting. And maybe you hate it. Yeah. I don't know. But try it. We always should be growing, right? I mean, I guess you don't have to. And if you're not growing, that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. 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 But I think, like, as humans, we do like to have something that we're working for a lot. And, yeah, it's good to switch it up. Um, I think I would say, like, reach out and tell someone how much you care about them. I know it, like, feels so good just to, like, that feeling inside when you tell someone like that you love them and like why they are so important and why they're so special to you. It, first of all, it like lifts that other person up. But I know like when I share with someone how much I care about them, it just makes me feel so full too. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times like when we're having a day like where we feel down or we feel off or, you know, we're burnout or whatever it is, there's like a focus on ourselves. And I think sometimes the best way to like pick ourselves up or lift ourselves up is just by doing that to someone else. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that would be a pretty good thing. I'm now thinking about doing that also when I leave. It just feels so good to, <laughs> yeah. to let someone know how special they are. Yeah. I think I would say maybe just like remembering that, you know, like health especially like is going to look a little bit different on everyone. So kind of, I mean, I guess it kind of goes back to the comparison thing too, but you know, there's so much information out there. There's so much like, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, this plan is best, this plan is best. Um, I think just remembering that, like, it's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks, again, like, healthy looks different on everyone. So mm-hmm. not, you know, one, it's, there's not one thing that's going to work for every single person. So I think just, like, experimenting a little bit, being, like, your your own experiment and kind of trial and error, doing different things and really, you know, finding what works best for you and not just because someone, you know, says it yeah. on, just because someone's eating vegan or paleo right. or whatever it is, it doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. It's going to work for you. Um, so just kind of remembering that and like giving yourself that permission to find your own unique. I feel like if we had to put an umbrella term over everything, it's like, you do you. You do you. That's what we say in every episode. <laughs> it is. It's you, true. But, and balance. Like yeah. it, balance in everything. Like it's okay if it's it's this. It's okay if it's not. Mm-hmm. It's okay if it works for someone else and not you. Right. Like, yeah. You're okay the way you are. Yeah. First and foremost, down. you are fine the way that you are. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to work on things, that's cool too. And if you don't, that's cool too. <laughs> We're chill. <laughs> yeah. You could do it next season. A next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait a season out. <laughs> Try better the next time. There's <laughs> always another season. Yeah, there's always another season yeah. coming. They keep on. Yeah. Winter's coming. Hopefully. Winter is coming. <laughs> Episodes of um, gosh, I can Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Sorry, Cody. Blah, blah, blah. He's back. He likes like, to make me watch it, and I fall asleep on the couch <laughs> like every time because it's too close to bedtime. It's too close. It's dark outside. Yeah. I'm, it's before 10 p.m. I gotta go to bed. Well, so 
our podcast and what we do is really for our listeners, and we, we really hope people get value out of everything that we bring. Um, so I'd like to open it up. If anyone has any questions for any of our guests here today, um, journaling questions, body image questions, eating questions, like life questions, um, if you want to you know, have anything you want to ask, now is your time to... And there's actually a microphone right here. If you'd like to walk up and do it. Yeah. Does anyone have any questions? Someone no has brave to. souls. Yay! Oh, we got it's so excited. No, yeah. <laughs> Come on up. So I'd love to hear you each describe how did you know that your passion was your passion? Was it a feeling that you had inside or was there a sign that guided you? Um, but what was that thing that you're like, that? that's it. I found it. <laughs> I love that question. Yeah. Um, I I feel like it was very much a feeling where I didn't want to be anywhere else. Mm. And that was something that I hadn't had up until that point. I felt like I was always like looking to the next thing, like always watching the clock, always trying to plan something in the future that was going to make me feel fulfilled. And I just kept looking and searching. And when I had that, when I had that feeling, it was like, oh my gosh, I just want to be here and there's nowhere else that I want to be. And so I think for me, that's, that's what it was. Just that, that feeling of I'm in the right place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with something. I think it's just like, I kept in my free time, I kept doing the same things and I kept, you know, like I would be cooking or reading about nutrition or like, you know, making new recipes or what reading blogs, whatever um, it was. And it's just like, I'm like, okay, well, that this sounds is like my time. life right now. Like it everything is. you just said was exactly, and I was like, well, look, it's Nina. That's like exactly <laughs> my life right yeah, now. Yeah. It's just, you find yourself, yeah. that's the one thing you're turning back to. That's mm-hmm. the one thing you are doing in, again in your free time. And um, kind of what you're choosing to do. So mm-hmm. I think, I guess, I don't think I had like a one shining moment where I was like, this is it, you know, like a lot of people have, but I was like, okay, this is what I keep, this is what I enjoy, this is what I keep doing, this is what I keep going back to. So I think that's kind of... I totally resonate with that. It wasn't one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what my passion is. <laughs> but I think I, I just follow what is working and what feels fun and I follow that direction and I'm hoping I'll keep getting closer and closer if something is again to not to like overdo it but lighting you up if something is fun to you and it makes you excited it's probably what you should keep doing right for sure yeah Yeah. I know someone had a I'll just I'll volunteer a question I heard today that I'll just (laughs) volunteer it Taylor can you explain healthy fats and like what is a healthy fat versus not a healthy fat and when is healthy fats too much (laughs) Oh, okay. This is a hot topic right now. Yeah. Um, So not to like get too scientific or like nerdy, but (laughs) so obviously there's different kinds of fats. Um, So the kind of bad ones that we talk about are like saturated fats, trans fats. Those are ones that can like lead to... Well, I I guess they come from things like like fatty animal products, like even high-fat dairy products, fast food, fried foods, um, processed foods, that kind of thing. Um, I feel like I explain this, like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the most common question. This is, like, my little spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's, um, you know, healthy versions that come from, like, plant-based foods, like avocados and nuts mm-hmm. and Love seeds, um, fish, you know, salmon, that kind of thing. So 
our body actually needs those um, as opposed to like the the saturated or trans fats. Those are going to lead to more things like, you know, could be high cholesterol, um, triglycerides, heart problems, you know, things kind of things along those lines. So when does it become too much? Yeah, that's, I'm asking for the person that eats avocado on everything. Oh, that's it. Which is me. That's okay. So. That's not too much. <laughs> I don't know that there's like necessarily, you know, you have to like limit your, I mean, obviously if that's the only thing you're eating. You want to get a variety of foods right. in your diet. Um, but yeah, I mean, including things like nuts, avocado, um, like olive oil, like all those kinds of things. Like again, your body needs those. Um, so yeah, whenever you can include those, um, the only thing you want to just be careful of is like, you know, this is just like the dietitian <laughs> coming out, but like the fats obviously have a higher like calorie percentage. Right. Not that I'm like saying everyone needs to like go count calories or something. That's not what I'm saying, but that's where maybe it could become too much if you're like only eating those because usually like a small amount of those foods are going to have a higher, they're calorically dense mm-hmm. for a small amount. So I actually, portions think the are science, cute, yeah. I actually think the science behind nutrition is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So keep getting science. I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, the best uh, short version. Yeah. I hope that no, yeah. answered your question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a million questions. You also have to Oh, <laughs> Hello, I'm from California. It's so fun being here. Oh, nice. I'm here just for the weekend. I knew Simi through Instagram. Oh my and gosh, so, that's so fun. I'm so happy to be here. It's really fun to meet everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm very big on intuition. Mm. I love being in tune about everything, but sometimes it's hard to be in tune. And then when I'm over focusing on being in tune, I feel like I get out of tune. So what's your guys' top tip for staying in tune and following your intuition with every aspect of life, whether that's with, you know, eating or relationships or your career. Um, So, yeah. You know, actually, I, it's funny that you say that because I've been reading this book called Rise, Sister, Rise lately. And so if you haven't check that out. Like, you should that. totally yeah. get it. But, um, and I'm sure you were asking for the three of them, but no, I was going to, and I don't really have an answer for you, but I was going to say that I've been working really hard on following my intuition. Mm-hmm. And one of my mantras that I've been saying, um, and it's kind of like a little prayer I've been doing mm-hmm. to myself is like, please guide me to like, listen to my inner guide and not outside forces. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I remind myself of that, I do it naturally. Mm-hmm. So if I just say like, think about this. Is this something that like Nina wants or is this something that's coming from an outside mm-hmm. force? Mm-hmm. And that's just been really helping me to center and see if it is coming from my intuition. Mm-hmm. But sorry, I'm I sure like you that. wanted to that's, know. No, that's, <laughs> no, I want to hear. I want to hear from everyone. But the book is really good. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to take note of that. I feel like something that really helps me is to take off like any pressure so I can just be like really quiet and present with myself. So I'll mm-hmm. ask a question like, okay, if there was nothing about me that needed to be fixed or if if I knew for certain that whatever I chose was going to work out mm-hmm. and so like eliminate the pressure and then mm-hmm. say like, what would, like, what would I want to say yes to mm-hmm. in this situation or what would feel right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like assuming in that moment, it's like I can assume that there will be success or that there will be guidance or that mm-hmm. things will work out the way that they're supposed to. And I feel like that really frees me up to say yes to the thing that feels like the most true to mm-hmm. me. So that's something that, that really helps in all areas of my life. I think it's it's annoying to say, but I, 
I think when you're quiet mm. and you have space and time, I know that my intuition is loudest. Mm-hmm. But when I'm busy and I'm running around, I can't hear it because mm-hmm. I'm not allowing myself to hear it. And then also when I like myself, mm-hmm. I listen to it and I can hear it. And my intuition is borderline silent when mm-hmm. I'm not liking myself and I'm so true. myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think those two things that we've said a million times in different ways up here mm-hmm. are really important for hearing your intuition. Like, give yourself time and space to not be overwhelmed mm-hmm. and to ha- do the things that make you feel good mm-hmm. so you can actually like yourself. And then you'll hear it more, yeah. I think. Or that's totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I would agree kind of with the same thing. I would say that, you know, and again, easier said than done, but if you can kind of practice like stepping back from the situation and thinking like, okay, like why, you know, why am I doing this? Or what is, you know, why, what is the decision that I'm trying to make? And kind of like, like you said, when you're on the go, it's like, you can't, you're not listening to that at all, you know, or like, you know, can't slow down or just go, go, go. So I think, yeah, if you can try to take a step back from the situation and just like breathe for a second, um, which is something I'm trying to get better at myself too. Um, and then, yeah, kind of ask yourself those questions. Like, what is it that I'm, you know, what am I, what is the decision I'm trying to make? Why is it I'm wanting this or making this decision and kind of like having that space? Yeah. Similarly, what I do, um, I mean, it's virtually the same, but if I think about a certain issue that I'm struggling with, I'll kind of try to identify like the first gut reaction that I have Mm -hmm. and then step back and ask myself, okay, was that, but was that reaction from a place of fear or guilt or any kind Mm -hmm. of other negative emotion that might be fueling that? Mm -hmm. Um, And if it's not, and I can't, you know, find something, a doubt within myself that's fueling that maybe anxiety, um, then I kind of evaluate it more closely. I'd also recommend... um, there's a really good book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell about like really split decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an interesting read on intuition. So, highly recommend. Oh, Ooh, I'll have to check that one out. Too. I got it. At home. I know. I, I just love books yay, on that, all those topics. So, okay. And then last question, yeah. just because I'm a food and cocktail writer for FabFitFun, I'm not sure if you guys have heard about it. Um, if it were to be your last meal, what would you choose? Oh, God. Oh, I'll say it. I would have, <laughs> I would go with a stack of chocolate chip pancakes with peanut butter on top and a, co- a cup of coffee. Good yeah. answer. Oh, wow. You, like, knew. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for this. I've been preparing for this. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think... And maybe I'm just saying this because yesterday I was Cinco de Mayo and I didn't really <laughs> celebrate, but probably like tacos, some kind mm-hmm. of Mexican fiesta mm-hmm. for my last supper. My clover was <laughs> out of cilantro today and I blame Cinco de Mayo. Oh, I hate cilantro. Oh. It's the worst. Uh, yeah. We can't be friends. I remember the worst. <laughs> yeah, you remember I hate cilantro. <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing in my life. I don't know. <laughs> some people, that's like a thing. There's like a... Oh, it's the worst. It's like genetics. It makes it me gasp. It tastes different yeah. to some people. <laughs> Whatever it is. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to like... Those are my two favorite things. So can I just be like, I want to have some pancakes and my last okay. meal. It's my last meal. Whatever. Yeah. Pancakes and, Mex- and a little Mexican. Pancakes and There are no rules here. Pizza was the first thing that came to my head. My intuition was telling me it was pizza. I don't know. Pizza. Yeah. Um, I have a very powerful, strong love for charcuterie. Wait, um, what? 
like cheat, like you know, like cheese, cheese and meat board. trade, like cheese Char- board charcuterie. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so like eloquent. I've never, heard of that. I mean, never heard of that before. You're gonna have to go to the Sycamore, which is by me, okay, and eat it. Right. Um, but it's like to explain for anyone else who doesn't know what this is. Um, it's different kinds of wonderful cheeses and meats and like almonds and mustards and pickles and mm-hmm. all of the little smorgasbord. Yeah, it's really great. It's just, it makes me feel fancy and full of <laughs> So <laughs> I love snacks as meals. Snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's all I eat for lunch is snacks, actually. Yeah. It's all I eat, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, that was all my questions. Thank so. you. <laughs> okay, well, it's all right. Yeah, guys, thank you so much. Like, you guys are the first people to come to one of our live events. Thank you for coming. We were afraid there was going to be, like, zero people, and it just makes us really happy to see faces we know and some faces we don't. Um, And thank you to these ladies up here. We could not have done this without you here on the panel. Real quick, can you all give anyone here or listening information about where they can find you? Yes. And you have your books. Yes. Taylor has her cookbook, and... Katie has her journal book. You can buy those and even get them signed today. Yeah. If you would like. I'm just a Google away at Katie Dilba <laughs> everywhere. Um, my podcast is called Let It Out with Katie Dilba. Uh, Simmyboatage.com. Easy. Um, yeah. Simply Taylor blog on Instagram and simply dash Taylor is my website. And you can also find them in past episodes. I don't know what number. Yes, go back and listen. Yeah. I'll- I'll try to guess, but it would be wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and <laughs> thank you to the Wonder Jam yes, for hosting, thank you. and we really um, had a great time. So, thank oh. you. Yeah. Yeah.